Welcome to the Kelly Patrick Show. Thank you so much for tuning in. In today's episode, I am joined by Nathan Manis. Nathan is coming off his big victory Saturday, October 7th. He won via ground and pound for his fourth UFC victory. He's now four and two in the the top MMA organization in the world. Really appreciate Nathan coming on the show today. If you're a fan of the Kelly Patrick Show, I ask that you please send some referrals the way my sponsors. The title sponsor of the show is Louisville Combat Academy, located at 7908 Beulah Church Road, Louisville, Kentucky, 40228. They have a great MMA program, but also, even if you aren't planning on fighting in the cage, they have a great jiu-jitsu program for adults, female-friendly classes, and a great kids program also. Check out Louisville Combat Academy. Heidi Solars Coots. Heidi is a licensed clinical social worker and licensed clinical alcohol and drug counselor, specializing in treating anxiety, depression, trauma, and addiction with a mindful and holistic approach. Heidi is actually my mother, and I can attest she is a saint. Call her at 502-457-1823. Virtual and telephonic appointments are available anywhere in the United States. Veercast Digital Media. Veercast Digital Media at veercast.com. Matt McCarthy runs Veercast, and he is also the producer for The Kelly Patrick Show. They do video production, aerial drone photography, web design, and podcast production. Contact them at info at veercast.com to start your own video show or podcast. Also, my health insurance practice, Benefits Analysis Corporation. Based in Troy, Ohio, I work from my Louisville, Kentucky office. I can help anyone in the United States with their health insurance needs. I'm an independent broker for health insurance solutions for individuals, families, Medicare-eligible individuals, and also groups. I can also write life insurance, and long-term care. If you want to support the podcast, please send me some referrals. 502-386-0978. Welcome to the Kelly Patrick Show. Thank you so much for tuning in. In today's episode, I am joined by returning guest. We have Nathan Manis coming off a big win, a UFC win, now 4-2 and two in the UFC. Big win for you, Nathan. Congratulations. Oh, thank you, man. I needed that one. <laughs> it was important. What What can you tell me about, because it's difficult for me to like actually try to imagine the ups and downs of like, I made the UFC. Holy shit. I've won my first, you know, few fights, right? I'm on a, a three fight winning streak. And then you, you had to deal with a two fight losing streak. So I'm guessing, I don't know that there's different levels of success. You're like, I made the UFC, all right, I, I at least made it. Right. And then you're like, I got my first win, of course. Then you're like, okay, I'm going to keep winning. But then you have to deal with the two losses in a row. What can you tell me about that experience? Uh, something I've never experienced before, for sure. Um, you know, we've been lucky. We've, you know, mostly won throughout my career uh, to have back-to-back losses. Um especially in the UFC, you know, that's the biggest stage. Um, some people would maybe be happy with just having the opportunity to be there, but we'd always trained and prepared to stay there. And, uh, you know, that's still my mindset. And, uh, you know, I was really with my back against the wall for this one. So it was, it was a big win. Um, you know, this next one's going to be really big too, you know, to get that next contract. I'm still one and two in this new contract. So, uh, the next time I got to go out and make another statement. Did he No. Okay. 
I know that you've been training with some guys who focus on leg attacks a lot. Right. <laughs> yeah. I know that. And people, I assume, in this part of the country are familiar with that. But is that public information? Uh, it should be. I, I think my topology even says nice guy submission. But, you know, I'm not sure how much, you know, the Brazilians go in and try to figure out, you know, who nice guy is. But, yeah, after rolling with Bobby and Dave and Jessere and all these guys, man, it almost seemed like he didn't even know what he was doing down there. I've been in that position a million times, and uh, he's definitely not as sharp with the leg lock stuff as these guys are. So maybe he had just watched some of your recent fights and been like, this guy looks like a brawler. He's a striker. He's in the UFC because they like him to strike. And, and it's, there's some truth to that. But he was not guessing that you had probably any or much proficiency with the leg attacks. Yeah, man, I, I do more grappling than anything. You know, I'm grappling sometimes twice a day, a uh, couple of different times a week. Uh, we're always doing jujitsu. Um, I just don't like to show it as much. Uh, I did earlier in my career, but I'm, I'm at the point now where I really like to put on exciting fights. And uh, luckily, this one was still exciting. You know, he gave me some opportunities and opened up. And uh, I really thought he was going to go in there and strike with me. Um, he struck all three rounds with Javid Basharad, who's a really good striker, too. Uh, but they clearly had a game plan to try to take me down, and uh, I guess they thought my jiu-jitsu was weak, man. I don't know. Okay, and so you didn't feel like you were in danger at all? Uh, I, I felt a little shocked. I, I may be in danger at first just because you're not sure you know what he has. You know, leg locks are a scary thing. They're sure. You're completely fine, and then you're done. Uh, so maybe a, a little danger, but, you know, just a, a respectful danger. You know, just to know that, you know, there's opportunities there for him, but after the first, you know, 20 or 30 seconds, you kind of see what guys are about, and he was never going to submit me with a leg lock for sure. What do you think of that stoppage? Uh, I thought it could have been stopped sooner, but um, it was a weird point because he was trying to wake up and go back, and it's one of those weird ones. Uh, I don't I don't think the ref did a bad job. You know, he's seen him wake up. It's hard to stop it. Uh, I, I thought he did an okay job. That's a, a, an interesting spot to be in because I'm sure that guy, the, your Brazilian opponent, he's not looking back saying, oh, I wish they would have stopped it earlier. I mean, they know what right. you guys know what you signed up for. Yeah. And, you know, when he stood up, you know, he was trying to wake up. But when he stood up, he was still kind of fumbling around and things like that. Um, and he was breathing really hard when he was trying to get the leg lock still. So I think the, the second round was going to be a lot worse for him. So I think it was a good stoppage at the time it happened. Okay, I'm going to jump to some questions from the Kelly Patrick Show group, if that's all right. You have a big group of fans here in the Kentucky and Ohio uh, area, so we're, I, I can speak for everyone to say I was watching it with my son Johnny, who I know you've met, and yeah. we were fucking happy. We were like, oh, <laughs> shit, what's going on? And then, like, super happy because we don't experience yeah. that much. We don't have people from Kentucky really go into the UFC and win, so good yeah, fucking yeah. work. Oh, thank you, man. I appreciate it. And everybody, you know, all the support and everything, that means everything to me for sure. All right. Questions we have here. There's a couple very inappropriate questions, which I will skip over because, you know, this is a classy, classy show. Sean Snyder asked, is there anything he does in his preparation to handle his nerves? He said, I have a few young fighters that train well, but are very nervous when the competition comes. What do you do for your nerves? Um, you know, I've had bad nerves for some fights and, um, for this one, I had no nerves at all. I, I even spoke a little bit about it on Facebook. Um, I think it's putting yourself in the moment and just, this is what I wish for. This is what I dream for my entire life. 
you know, what what is there to be nervous and fearful about when this is what you've always wanted? I think just a little bit of introspect and how blessed I am to have the opportunities that I've had, you know, just to try to go out there and have fun. You're, you're getting to do everything that you've always wanted to do. What's the, what's the problem? You know what I mean? So I think it's just uh, understanding that how bad some people have it and how good that you have it and uh, having the opportunity to do the thing in the first place. Uh, it kind of takes a lot of that pressure away. Would you say repetitions, just however many times over the years you've gotten into the cage, each time you get into the cage, your nerves are a little better? Yeah, I think experience definitely helps. But, uh, you know, for like Umar and some different fights, you know, sometimes you just put a little bit too much pressure on yourself. Um, but experience definitely helps. Uh, you know, I've been doing this a long, long time. Um, but other than the experience, I think just uh, – you know, just having that grateful mindset and that attitude that, you know, everything's going to be all right. I've broken my jaw. I've gotten finished in two minutes. You know, what's the worst that's going to happen to me? Uh, I'm worrying about it's not going to stop any of that. This is a random question for me, but Nathan, you are now 32 years old and you are, you know, in your prime, right? Would you agree? Yeah, yeah, feeling good. If you could look back over your career, you, how many amateur fights did you have? Is this accurate? You were just 4-0 amateur? Uh, I was 10-0 amateur. That's what I thought. And then Tapology for some reason, doesn't have as many of them. Okay. So you were 10-0 amateur. Do you feel you stayed amateur about the right amount of time? Or is, there, is that an inexact science? Or what are your thoughts on that? I'm sure it's uh, probably different from fighter to fighter. But uh I think it was perfect for me. Uh, I'd went up and fought at the 55 tournament right coming right off of a uh, 35 fight. So I'd pretty much done everything that I could do at, at an amateur level. Uh, I think I'd won three or four belts, something like that. I think it's all, it all depends on the fighter. And if there's something else out there for you to prove or some experience that you haven't had yet, I would say go out there and, you know, continue to do that. So you feel confident. Uh, but I'd fought a, a large range of fighters, uh, different weight classes, different events. I'd traveled. I'd fought locally. I'd kind of done it all. Is 155 the highest you fought? It is. I tried to fight 170 one time and the hard rock wouldn't let me do it. <laughs> okay. That brings me into my next question from Trey Wills. He said, ask him if he is going to continue to jump around weight classes. You fought at 125. What's, what's the future hold for you and your weight? Uh, I don't think I'll ever go higher than 135 unless the UFC just came to me and kind of wanted to do something crazy at 55. Uh, I've seen that stat where there had only been 18 fighters that had won in three different weight classes. I'd definitely give it a shot at 55. But, you know, if I was kind of at the end of my career or if they wanted to do it and they were excited about it, I would go up. Uh, but as far as, you know, making my title run and trying to put some wins together, uh, 135 is as high as I'd go, and I I'm still planning on being at 125. Okay. Do you feel good at 125? I, I've never, I've ne to be honest, I've never really like gotten thin and like maxed out how I should feel probably. But how, what right. does that do to your strength? Uh, I feel really good uh, leading up to right before the water cut. And I mean, that's hard for everybody. Um, this last cut was pretty draining there the last three or four days. Uh, I got the fight week at like 139, 140. So I was a little heavier than the first time. Uh, so I had to cut about 15 pounds in five days. So it, it wasn't the best, but I, I feel great on fight night. I feel good in my training sessions leading up to it. Uh, you just got to struggle a little bit on fight week. Okay. Billy Edlin has a question. He He's asking, he says, what does his nutrition look like to make fly weight 
uh, out of camp? And also, how does he structure in the lead up to and actually during the weight cut? Uh, out of camp, I'm pretty much doing my own thing. Uh, I don't really count any of my calories, anything like that. Uh, my body's really good at once I buckle down and get disciplined, the weight pretty much comes off to where I need it to be. Um, in camp, I'm anywhere from 12 to 1500 calories. Uh, I'm really only eating carbs right before workouts. Uh, everything's pretty bland. Uh, it's a lot of chicken, eggs, you know, just the, the real healthy, good stuff, low calorie stuff. Uh, training twice a day, um, pretty much running every day, just a lot of cardio, things that are just going to burn the fat off, uh, a lot of high intensity, uh, heel sprints, things like that. Uh, but yeah, I mean, uh, outside of camp, like right now, I'm just getting fat, just eating. I probably need to kind of <laughs> watch what I'm doing here soon so I can be a little bit more active. Uh, but yeah, I walk around about 155, so it's about a 30-pound cut. Who helps you with your weight management and your diet? Uh, the UFC uh, Performance Institute. They have a nutritionist that they uh, supply us with. Uh, they send us factor meals um, completely free. You just throw it in the microwave, three minutes, it's ready. Uh, three meals a day for seven days, and they send those every Friday. Uh, and then I have my nutritionist that's assigned to me. I can text them anytime. Uh, pretty quick to get back. They can help me with the water load and just any any kind of questions that I have during fight camp. What do you think of the? Well, first off, is it real? But what about this news I'm seeing now about USADA? Yeah, it sounds like it, man. I guess it's all over the Connor stuff. Uh, I guess the UFC wanted Connor back a little sooner, and USADA wasn't budging on the six month rule, which. You know, the rules are there for a reason, you know, and, and Connor's not really, uh, he's not really special, you know what I mean? Like, he, he brings money, and I understand the business side, but uh, as far as, like, a competitive standpoint, we all got to get tested the same, man. Just jump in the pool and get off the steroids. What do you, I don't think I've ever asked you this. What are your thoughts on, do you think MMA fighters use steroids often? Uh, I'm sure there's some. Um, I don't I don't want to seem personal with the Russians, but it's probably hard to get out there in the Dagestani mountains and stuff and find these guys. Uh, but, you know, I have no proof. I have no idea. Uh, but, yeah, I'm sure everyone's always looking for a competitive edge. There's got to be people that are doing it 100%. Okay. Next question I have here is, and this was a fresh one, 12 minutes ago, James Means said... My mom signed up for the free $200 bets if you put $10 down. You know, Kentucky, in Kentucky, we can gamble now. Right, right. <laughs> you know, as we know, Dalton, our, our buddy Dalton Smith, is just so excited about the gambling I'm in Kentucky. It, yeah. <laughs> um, he said his mom signed up for the free $200 bets if you put 10 down. He said that he put it all on Nathan Manis to win, and he won $600. What should nice. she spend the money on? Oh man, six hundred dollars. The only thing that's on my mind right now is man's like uh, brownies and cakes, and like I just would eat all my money up. I would just spend it strictly on food. So if you want a better answer than that, that's the best I can do. <laughs> you got the 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 bonus, the fifty thousand dollar bonus. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm excited about it. Yeah, that's my third one. Yeah. That's kind of turning into a reputation for you, right? If you have th three, that's a pretty good ratio. Six fights in the UFC, and three of them are fight of the night bonuses. Yeah, man, that's, uh, that's what I came here to do. Is I've always said that I want to be exciting. I want to put on fun fights. Uh, of course, I want to win, but, yeah, that means a lot to me, to, especially for the organization to, uh, you know, give me those bonuses. You can always go a different way, but, to, you know, to see what I'm doing and what I bring to the table, it feels good. 
I would say Nathan Maness, your style is kind of what like Dana White and those it's what they want. And what I mean by that is you're good at finishing people. Would you agree with that description? Yeah, I think so. I, I think if I touch somebody, man, I, I think they feel it for sure. You started boxing relatively young. What would you credit your... Because, I mean, it's so unique, those hammer fists. I mean, that's like, that's not even really... How did you get good at that? I don't know. I think that's just something you're born with, man. I don't know. Uh, I, I've never really done anything to, like, develop punching power or anything, you know, outside of the ordinary. Uh, I think some people just have different gifts, whether that has to do with wrestling or jujitsu or flexibility or power or speed. Uh, I, I just feel like I have something in... I don't know. You can almost kind of feel it, but I just I feel like when I throw, it's it's hard. So uh, I'm thankful to have it. Uh, I want to put on exciting fights and uh, put people away. Who at 125? You probably know this better than I do. You you keep up with the UFC, even not your weight classes. You keep up with it pretty good. Yeah. Who at 125 is as tall and long as you? Uh, I know uh, my last fight to Gear Olin Beckoff. He was listed at five seven, but he was actually a little taller than I was in there, and I'm five ten. Uh, so I know he's pretty tall. Uh, most of the other guys, they're about five eight, five nine. I'm not sure if anybody is five ten. I, I might be at least in the top five, in as far as height goes. Was this your biggest payday? Uh, yes. Yeah. I th- yeah, I think so. Yeah. Safe assumption that. For the most part, the longer you're you're in, you're in the UFC, your pay kind of goes up. Yeah, yeah. So I, this is my second contract, so it's it's definitely more than the other bonuses. And my venom, my venom money just went up because it's my sixth fight, so it just went up for this fight too. And I got a, a bunch of sponsors, man, that are paying more and more. They're supporting my training camp, so yeah, we're do, we're doing pretty well right now. How would you describe your, you know, Conor McGregor? Obviously, his shtick is real cocky and flashy and um, you know that's who he is everybody has a little bit of a shtick GSP was like a gentleman right just a nice guy like too too polite that's his his identity we know what your identity is inside the cage you'll you'll knock somebody out you'll 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 bring an exciting fight no matter what what is your persona how would you describe Nathan Manis uh, more than what I would say, just from the people that I talk to on Instagram, people I don't even really know, they just kind of see me in interviews and things like that is I think the word used most often is humble. Um, you know, I think I'm just I'm happy for the opportunity. I'm I'm blessed to have the life that I have, and I, I'm never going to let that kind of take over me. Uh, it can all go away just like these last two fights. You know, it can all go away very fast. Uh, so I'm just trying to enjoy it and uh, be happy with what I have. Wow. Yeah, that's a cutthroat business, right? You must have been headed into this fight thinking, if I lose, right? Yeah. Yeah, it was do or die. I really definitely believe that. Which, I mean, I fought two really tough guys that nobody else really wants to fight, but yeah, uh, you can't lose three in a row. You got, you got to go out there and uh, make something happen. Johnny said to me while we were watching the fight, you know, we were like watching, getting nervous, talking. He was like... He just needs to fight a regular like American. What? Why does he get all these? Cra- why does he get all these crazy foreigners? And I was like, Johnny, I don't. He's not Conor McGregor. I don't think he gets to choose who he fights. No, no. And I think at this point, I think they know that I'm going to say yes. So whoever they send me, I think, uh, I think they just throw guys my way whenever they need a matchup for them. Which I'm okay with that. You know, I don't say no. If they send me Umar, we would run it back. So it's all good. What can you tell me about that Umar fight? 
Oh, uh, he's pretty good, I guess. <laughs> uh, real uh, I don't know. Thing. I think I think it's smoke and mirrors. I don't. Right, that's what I was thinking too, man. Yeah. He just kind of held me down and held on to me. He's not a fighter. No, he's really good. <laughs> he's a super nice guy too. Uh, super nice guy. Real technical. Not the strongest guy I've grabbed a hold of, but everything that he done was the right way. His elbows were in tight. His head placement, everything was. You could tell he was really well coached. Okay. And how's the family life going? Uh, everything's good. My kids running me ragged. She's wild. She's walking. She's talking a little bit now. She's got her mama's attitude. It's probably pretty much downhill from here. <laughs> <laughs> and and how old is she? She just turned ten months. Oh, okay, okay, that's right. Yeah, getting big. <laughs> um, I know this is a random question, but as of today, do you have any idea what you will do when your fighting career has come to an end? Is that something you don't even want to mention or talk about? Do you have after? After Nathan Manis's MMA fighting career is over, do you have any type of plans? Um, right now, I'm kind of dipping my feet into some different things. Um, I want to kind of get into like the uh, rental properties and real estate business, stuff like that. Uh, I did a lot of construction, you know, before fighting. Uh, so some just something I can do in my downtime, fix up some places, either flip them or rent them out, Airbnbs. I'm actually meeting someone next week to look at two different places. So I'm going to try to take this bonus and use it to get some uh, passive cash flow coming in and things like that. And I love I'm it. also doing the, doing the youth pastoring thing right now. So uh, that's another thing that I've kind of gotten involved with, with the kids. Uh, so yeah, I'm not trying to spread myself too thin right now. I'm still 100% focused on fighting, but definitely enjoying some other things too. I am not an expert on rental properties, but my wife and I do have three. Yeah. And we're, we're actually trying to save up to buy a fourth now. So we're not rich by any stretch, but I yeah. also like the idea of rentals. We'll buy like a, about a hundred thousand dollar house, try to get uh 800 a month or so, you know, something like that type yeah. of, not a huge, it's not like you're going to get rich immediately right. at all, right. but it's yeah. relatively predictable, I think. And I'm very intrigued with that. Um, yeah. do, do you have a specific church you'd like to give a shout out to? Uh, yeah, it's um, the Rise Church in Morganfield, Kentucky. Um, actually, my good buddy Nolan Reynolds is the pastor there. Um, yeah, I've been sitting under him for a little while, and he just casually mentioned one day at lunch that they were looking for a youth pastor, and I kind of felt that uh, that urge on my heart, I guess, and uh, it just kind of made sense to me at the moment, and, and we jumped in, and it's been good ever since. I've listened to a couple podcasts from random people recently about how for years in the United States— the country, young people were headed in more of a secular, non-religious direction, but that recently, and even in particular, especially since COVID, there has been a trend of people going back toward a a life of faith and and to be involved, whatever church it is, being more involved in church. Have you always been into your church? Uh, yeah, my dad was a pastor my entire life. Um, so I've pretty much been in church since I, I can remember. Uh, but yeah, uh, speaking about the kids, man, they're really well read. They know more than you would think they do. They ask really in-depth questions. Uh, I could definitely see where they, it would be trending for, you know, kids being back in church and they're super involved. You know, it's not like they're being forced to come there. A lot of them show up by themselves with no parents or anything like that. So I, I definitely think there's a hunger to be back in there and learn some things. Wow, that's great to hear. And I say that's great to hear, not just because I enjoy going to my church with my wife, but also I do think throughout history, the more 
religious the society is, normally it seems to be a more prosperous. So I think it's good, even if it's like you go to a different church than me or somebody's a Jehovah's Witness or whatever it is. Somebody's got yeah. their own thing they're involved with and they're, they're being positive with it. I really do believe it's it's very, very powerful. Yeah, yeah. And, and even taking, you know, God or Jesus or whatever you specifically believe, just that structure and the community and, you know, having people, like-minded people around you and positivity, all those things can only mean good things for you. You know what I mean? So I, I definitely think it, it adds a lot to you, whether you're religious or spiritual or whatever you are, just being around like-minded individuals, it's always going to help you. All right. I love it. So your your next fight is big for you. Of course, you're fighting for a, a third UFC contract. Yes. Anyone in particular maybe you would fight? I called out CJ Vigara. Um, I think he's kind of responded a little bit on Instagram. I guess he's hurt right now. I had no idea. Uh, but he wants to come back at the beginning of the year. That uh, timeline works out perfect for me, get through all these holidays. Uh, I'm hoping me and him can run it at an arena like February or something like that. Did you get beat up at all in this fight? I don't think he punched me in the face at all. <laughs> it didn't seem right. Like you could have probably just fought another fight right after that. Yeah, I think he kicked me in the body one time. Uh, he threw one leg kick that I checked. Uh, that's pretty much it. Everything else was just him diving for my legs. Good stuff. Like I said earlier, Nathan Mass, I really appreciate you representing Kentucky and this part of not just Kentucky, but this. I know you're from Tennessee originally, and you know this part of the country. We really appreciate that you keep working hard and representing us well, I should say. Um, I appreciate it. If anyone's out there listening, they're a fan of Nathan Manis's, how can they support you? Uh, I think just uh, keeping my name out there. Uh, if you're going to follow me on Instagram, you know, interacting with my stuff, I'm pretty good at interacting back with the fans. Uh, comments, likes, shares, reposts on Twitter. Uh, I do a lot of different stuff on Facebook. Just interacting. Uh, really makes it a lot easier on me where I'm not just posting things and nobody cares. I like the interaction. I like to interact back. Uh, so just be active on there. That'd be a big help for sure. I think you're a good analyst for MMA, although you always joke you're not the best at picking fights. <laughs> right? I'm not at all. I, I think I'm not good at betting on fights. I can pick all right, but as soon as I put a dollar down, it's over. <laughs> um, what can you tell us about this card from for this upcoming weekend? Uh, I think I only know the main event. It's Edson Barbosa and Yusuf. I believe I so, yes. Now, let me see. When is Usman fighting? That is... That's October 21st. Oh, you're right. That's not... You're right. Okay. is that That's the big card coming up then, right? Yeah, yeah. I think that one's two weeks away in Abu Dhabi. Okay. And there's another fight on that card, isn't there? What is it? Let's see. Volkanovski and Islam. Yes. Okay. Do you have predictions? We're not putting money on this, but what can you tell me about the upcoming big fights without any money on it? Right. Islam won the first time around, and Volk had a lot more prep time. He's coming in on this one two weeks. You got to fly to Abu Dhabi like it's a whole day. It's a whole different time zone. Uh, I think there's a lot of things going against Volk this time, and uh, Islam had already won in the first place, so I'll take Islam. Uh, the Usman Chimaev is a lot harder to predict. Uh, you know, it's hard to say where Usman's head's at after that knockout and then losing again to Leon. Um, I know Usman handled Burns a lot better than Chimaev did, but that's been a couple years ago. Uh, Burns could be getting better. Um, Usman could be slowing down now. Um, in a three-round fight, I think Usman might be a little used to five rounds. He might start a little slow. Um, if Chimaev comes out fast, maybe takes those first two rounds quickly. Uh, I could see him maybe getting the win. 
Okay. Nice um, analysis. Like I said, I know you follow a lot of different sports. You interested in it? Do you follow college football? What, what else are you into? I haven't. I, I follow the NBA a little bit. It's kind of slowing down since I've had my little girl. Uh, but I'm still interested in basketball. It's just I'm not as up to date. <laughs> That's fair. Yeah, I, I, I've went through stages, you know, you kind of go through phases where if you, all your time is spent two, two training sessions a day with MMA type stuff, you're probably right. more so tuned in with that world. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Well, <clears throat> Nathan Manis, I really appreciate your time. Thank you very much. Yeah, thank you for having me on anytime. I also want to thank everyone for tuning in. Of course, we'll have another episode out soon.